Read and hear more about important news and policy issues at ncpolicywatch.com. This is News and Views. Welcome back to News and Views. I'm Rob Schofield. As more and more people are becoming aware, fentanyl is devastating North Carolina families and communities. More than 4,000 people in North Carolina died from drug overdoses in 2021, the most substance abuse-related deaths ever recorded in the state. And 77% of those deaths involve fentanyl, according to the North Carolina Department of Health and Human Services. The latest WRAL-TV documentary, The Crisis Next Door, shows how fentanyl has destroyed the lives of thousands of North Carolinians, what the state is doing to fight this epidemic, and what more is needed to save lives. The documentary airs Wednesday, March 15th at 7.30 p.m. on WRAL, on WRAL.com, and the WRAL Docs YouTube page. And earlier this week, the reporter and producer behind the documentary, Kristen Severance, joined me to talk about this important program. Well, Kristen Severance, welcome back to News and Views. Good to have you back with us. Thank you so much for having me. Your team's latest effort is about a subject that's been, wow, just wreaking havoc across our state and nation, and that's the opioid drug fentanyl. I mean, I think people maybe are generally aware of this, but you've dug into a lot of information. I'm sure maybe even you learned a lot. Tell us about this topic. Set it up. Why did you decide to take it on? You know, Rob, you hear about it everywhere. I mean, there are stories about it. You know, you talk to people about it, but I really think there is a lot of confusion surrounding what fentanyl is and, you know, how it's killing people. According to the state, 77% of overdose deaths last year involved fentanyl. That's just in North Carolina. We know these numbers are climbing all across the country. And with fentanyl, this is showing up in every drug, heroin, cocaine, marijuana, it's showing up in everything. So people have no idea what they're getting. This is killing people in an instant and they have, they have no idea. That's one of the things I've been shocked by is just the notion that, first of all, that this is something, you know, several years ago, we had never even heard of. And now it just shows up in some other drug you think you're taking. You don't even know it. And in an instant, a person can be gone, right? It's, it's that amazingly powerful. It is, it, you know, two milligrams, as little as two milligrams can kill you. And there's cross-contamination. There are all sorts of reasons why the drug, why fentanyl is showing up in these drugs. And we talked to many experts for the documentary to really break down, okay, what is this? Why is it so dangerous? And why is it showing up in so many different drugs? So one of the people you interviewed for this program is Dr. Carrie Brown. She's the chief psychiatrist and chief medical officer for the North Carolina Department of Health and Human Services. Obviously a massive issue for her and her colleagues, right? Exactly. And she really breaks down kind of what this is. And again, kind of the, I don't want to say misinformation because that's such a charged word, but she breaks down why as little as two milligrams can lead to death. Why would drug dealers be putting it in these drugs? Well, let's listen to that segment right now. We've got a brief excerpt from the documentary. So fentanyl is an opioid uh, analgesic. And what that means is it's a painkiller in its pharmaceutical form. So when it's produced by uh, pharmaceutical companies and approved by the FDA, it's used for acute and chronic pain. Unfortunately, when, when we're talking about fentanyl from a overdose perspective, we're mostly talking about illicit fentanyl. And, and this is fentanyl that is produced by drug cartels and used for money-making purposes, not for healthcare. As little as two milligrams can lead to death. If two milligrams could kill someone, 
why would it be in these drugs? Like, why would a drug dealer who's trying to make money put it in drugs if it could kill their customer? So unfortunately, that is all about business, right? So they want fentanyl is cheap to produce. And if you can put in a tiny amount of something um, and produce a big high, then you can make a lot more money. One of the hardest parts of reporting and putting together a documentary like this would be talking to some of the people who's, who've been affected by it, right? I mean, there have been families that have just been devastated by fentanyl overdoses. And I gather one of those families is the Stevenson family from right here in the Triangle and Apex. Yes, this was so sad, Rob. We interviewed several different sets of parents None of them know each other, but they all lost children to fentanyl overdoses. It's tragic. I mean, we get into this a lot in the documentary. You know, fentanyl doesn't discriminate. You know, substance abuse disorder doesn't discriminate. We, we all know that, right? It doesn't matter where you live or who you are, your socioeconomic status. You know, this can really happen anywhere and it's happening everywhere. We interviewed Will and Diane Stevenson. They live in Apex parents of five boys and both their oldest, William, and their middle son, Parker, struggled with addiction. And both of the sons eventually did heroin. You know, for William, this was an 11 year journey with his parents. I mean, he was, he struggled. They said he would be in and out of rehab, prison, on the streets, back home, rehab. And it was really, really tough. Parker, their middle son, he also struggled, but his parents said this was different. He never went to jail or prison. He was married. Parker's wife was five months pregnant. He went to a 90-day rehab facility. They said he got out. He was doing great. And they said, you know, they thought he had everything he needed to be successful, or at least they thought. So let's listen to a very sobering clip with Will and Diane Stevenson. When we got the call, um, we were, most of us were in the kitchen area and um, Diane had stepped out of the room and she came back into the room and she hit the floor screaming, my, my, my baby's dead. And our first thought was William. I mean, I think everybody in the room thought it was William and it was Parker. I mean, it was, you know, we were all shocked beyond belief. A fentanyl and heroin overdose and that's what killed him it was mostly fentanyl but mostly fentanyl so we're talking to wral documentary producer Kristen severance about her team's latest efforts it's about fentanyl the fentanyl epidemic and it's called the crisis next door we've heard from families we've heard from experts we got to do something about this governments are trying in different uh, different iterations different ways different legislative bodies and and law enforcement agencies north carolina is trying to get a handle on this what can you tell us about some of the efforts that uh, the state of north carolina has been making in this realm you know this was interesting rob so sometimes when we do these documentaries you'll interview an official you'll interview someone with the state and they really you know they don't really seem aware sometimes of what's happening. I have to say, it's not the case. You know, people know this is a crisis. I mean, anyone I called, it did not matter. They wanted to talk about this because it is bad and they know it's bad. One of the people we interviewed was Attorney General Josh Stein. He said they're trying to attack the fentanyl crisis several different ways. So one, 
prosecuting the dealers who sell drugs with fentanyl. And this is happening more and more. There are cases happening, going through the court system. We highlight one of them in the documentary Crisis Next Door. And Attorney General signs that this is trying to bust up those drug trafficking rings. So when you prosecute the people selling it, that can make a hit. And then the next big piece, and you hear about this a lot, is really holding the drug companies accountable. And that's to their bottom line, that making them pay a lot of money and then putting that money towards services in North Carolina, like harm reduction and recovery services. Yeah, that's the amazing thing about this. We think about it, deadly drugs on the street, and we usually think of them as being drugs that were made in some illicit place. But fentanyl is a, a drug made by drug companies, right, that they've actually tried to promote. And it can be useful in some circumstances. Right. Yes, it can be useful. The fentanyl we're talking about is the illicit fentanyl. Um, but I really, I learned a lot on why, even though we are talking about cartels and drug dealers, you know, putting this illicit fentanyl, many people still say, well, this started with the drug companies. One of those people's Attorney General Josh Stein. Let's take a, a listen to a brief clip from the documentary. There were three waves of, of this opioid epidemic. The first wave from 2000, 2010, or 12, had to do with prescription pills. And the drug companies were aggressively promoting these pills to prescribers, asserting that they were effective at treating pain and they were not addictive. And it turns out that neither of those things are true. And so millions of Americans got hooked on these pills while these companies were making billions and billions of dollars. When the pills became less available, folks started transitioning to using heroin, buying it on the street because heroin was cheaper than the prescription pills. And now this third wave has to do with fentanyl, which is even cheaper than heroin. And that's what's killing people because it's incredibly potent. We're making them pay over $50 billion. North Carolina share is going to be about $1.4 billion. So, uh, Kristen, what's your overall takeaway on this sobering topic? Is there any hope out there? Is there any light at the end of the tunnel? You know, there is some hope, I, I have to say. It is scary. It is sobering. It is a crisis. But there is hope. And there are people in recovery. One of the, the stats, there are more people in recovery in the United States than people who are dying. And it does give you hope. It's very scary as a parent. And I think hearing from the parents who lost kids is so powerful. You know, they all said, when I called them, I, you know, I didn't know if they would want to talk about this. Who wants to talk about the most painful thing in their lives? They all said, it's, it's the only thing we have. If we don't try to save others, how can we go on? And so I think hearing from them is powerful. Learning from them is powerful. And there is really a really beautiful moment of forgiveness in the documentary that I really urge people to watch. I don't want to give too much away, but mm -hmm. it's not uh, it's not the typical um, story or ending that I expected at all. Um, and that that gives me hope. The documentary is entitled The Crisis Next Door. Kristen Severance is the Emmy Award winning WRAL documentary producer behind it. Kristen, how can people watch this documentary? Where where should they find it? Okay, it airs Wednesday, March 15th, 7.30 on WRAL. You could also watch it at that same time, 7.30, March 15th on WRAL.com, or you can go to our WRAL documentary YouTube page.
Kristen Severance of WRAL. They keep cranking out these outstanding documentaries. The latest is The Crisis Next Door. Check it out online on WRAL TV. Kristen, thanks so much for your fine work. Keep it up, and I'm sure there'll be another topic for us to talk about in the near future. Thank you so much. Thank you for having me. It was great to talk to you. Well, that's it for this edition of News and Views. Remember, you can check us out online and subscribe for free to some of our state's best news coverage and political commentary at ncpolicywatch.com. You can also listen to all of our interviews and commentaries on Apple Podcasts. For producer Clayton Henkel, this is Rob Schofield. Thanks for joining us. We'll talk to you again next week. You've been listening to News and Views. A weekly look at state and policy issues is a production of North Carolina Policy Watch. Visit them online at ncpolicywatch.com.